I'm Damien Grammatical, Radio Highbrow's culture correspondent based in Austin, Texas. On Saturday the 18th of October 2014, the Texas World Cultural Festival and Poetry Recitation Competition was held in Corsicana, Texas. The day began with the not square but just as interesting ethnic dance exhibition, which featured such dances as the Viennese Waltz and the Argentine Tango. Onlooker Hieronymus Aloysius Neff of Paducah expressed his surprise and delight. It was amazing seeing dances with more than two steps. The exhibition was followed by an international-themed chili cook-off that was won by Bruce Quanju Park's Kochukaru Surprise, which tricked the tasters with its thick red, resembling tomato sauce, but of an entirely different sauce. I asked Sunny Sunja Kim, a student at UT Austin, who was one of the few visitors able to eat more than one spoonful of the winning entry, what she thought of Mr. Park's creation. I was really disappointed. I had heard that Texans cook their chili very spicy, but none of these was spicy except Mr. Park's. His was so hot, I could only eat one bowl. In the afternoon, visitors gathered for the poetry recitation competition. Chief Judge Calliope Melpamine McClanahan Crockett, Assistant Professor of English at Turtle Bayou Community College, opened the ceremonies in the Beaufort H. Jester Convention Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound pleasure to welcome you today to the Beaufort H. Jester Convention Hall for the first annual All-Texas Competition in Poetry from Around the World. As a once-independent nation that combines the best of several cultures, Texas prides itself on its cosmopolitan appreciation of the finest in cultural attainments from throughout the world. For much of its history, Texas has contributed more than her fair share to world culture. In literature, Robert Howard, Alan Drury, Larry McMurtry, Cormac McCarthy, and Marianne Williamson. In music, Scott Joplin, Don Gillis, Ray Luke, Carlisle Floyd, Van Clybert, and Fisher Toll. And I would remind you that Samuel Barber composed his second symphony in Texas. And in painting. Hoo-wee! Oh, too many to name, so it would only be invidious to name any. And so it's only fitting that we host a celebration of the greatest poetry from around the world, recited by the finest students of elocution at our many leading universities. Mrs. Crockett was joined by two assistant judges, Talia Polymnia Bascom Culberson, instructor of rhetoric and elocution at the University of Texas at Matagorda, and C. Leo Euphemus Cassetti McNulty Pendleton de la Crane E. Benton Runnels, lecturer in fine letters and the Beaux-Arts at Tom Green County Community College at Knickerbocker. The first finalist, Austin P. Austin, of Meagargle, recited a suitably languorous rendition of the French poem Chanson d'Automne. Les sanglots longs de violons de l'automne Bless mon cœur d'une longueur monotone Tous vos camps de blême quand sonne l'heure Je me souviens des jours anciens et je pleure Et je m'en vais au vent mauvais qui m'emporte de ça de là, pareil à la feuille 
martyr. There was a contretemps, however, after the second finalist, Chester Ferguson of Nacogdoches, began reciting what has been provisionally identified as Alexander Pushkin's to Anna Kern. Ja pomnił czudne magnowienie, pieredem noje wielosti, kak mi maliotnie widenie, kak gieni czystoj krasity, w tym lienich grusty biezny dzieżny, w trwoga szumne sujety, zwyczalny dolga golos nieżny, i snilis milia czerty. Excuse me, this is a poetry competition. I beg your pardon, ma'am. I fell to see the point of your objection. We're here for poetry, not speaking in tongues, sir. This is a cultural event. Tally, not so loud. We don't want to make anyone mad. <laughs> this isn't the State Board of Education, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Point taken. Agreed. Disallowed. Mr. Ferguson, please observe the rules in the future. The third finalist? Truman Tex Beauregard of Uncertain walked a fine line between winning over and alienating the crowd and the judges by choosing Si tu deseas a mi, a poem in Spanish, but of the non-local medieval Castilian variety. Si tu deseas a mi, yo non lo sé, pero yo deseo a ti en buena fe. Ta non en ninguna más, así lo ten. Nines nin sera jamás otra mi bien. En tan buen hora te vie te fable, que del todo te medí en buena fe. Yo soy tuyo, non lo dudes sin fallir, en non piensas al nin cudes sin mentir. Después que te conozqui, me captive, es eso es saber perdí en buena fe. A ti amo e amaré toda satón, e siempre te serviré con gran razón. Pues la mayor escogí de cuanta sé, en non finjo nin fingí en buena fe. The fourth finalist, Cletus Augustus Van Zant, allegedly of Gun Barrel City, reached even further back into Anglo-Saxon history for his selection, Cadamon's Hymn. However, his delivery raised first a suspicion and then the ire of the judges. New a shulan hairy on heaven reaches weird. Methodus Michta and his modia thonk. Where quilder fatter, swahe wonder ye was. Eche drichten, ord on stalde. Hey, erest ye show bear than bearnum. Heaven to rofa, halley shippend. Tha middle yard, moan kunis weird. Eche drichten after teada, theorem folden, freya almichti. That last part sounded kind of heathen with that freya in it, but I guess it's okay. It's right here on the page. Mr. Van Zant, while we appreciate a certain amount of artistic interpretation in the delivery of poetry, I must admit that your elocution leaves more than a little to be desired, sir. I hesitate to impugn man's good character, but you're not from Texas, are you? Ma'am, I assure you that's how we speak back home. You might should check the vowel formats on that again. This is poetry, sir. We do not cotton to un-American ideas like descriptivism around these parts. Disallowed! The fifth finalist, Wendell Summerdale Stockdale of Muleshoe, 
who goes by his nickname Dale, gave a suitably sombre rendition of Catullus I. Cornelie, Tibbe, Namque tu slebas maes es al quid putar nugaus. Yam tum, causis us unis italorum, omna wum tribis ex carcartis dotis, yipter et laboriosis. Quarabe tibbe quid quid ocubelli qualicumque, quod o patrona virgo, plus uno manea pernese clu. The sixth finalist, Kvietoslava Jezikova of Ennis, upset the crowd's expectations of a Texas Czech by reciting Heine's Die Lorelei. Ich weiß nicht, was soll es bedeuten, dass ich so traurig bin. Ein Märchen aus alten Zeiten, das kommt mir nicht aus dem Sinn. Die Luft ist kühl und es dunkelt und ruhig fließt der Rhein. Der Gipfel des Berges funkelt in Abendsonnenschein. Die schönste Jungfrau sitzet dort oben wunderbar. Ihr goldnes Geschmade blitzet, sie kämmt ihr goldnes Haar. Sie kämmt es mit goldnem Kame und singt ein Lied dabei. Das hat eine wundersame, gewaltiges Melodie. Den Schiffe im kleinen Schiffe, er greift es mit wildem Weh. Er schaut nicht die Felsenriffe, er schaut nur hinauf in die Höhe. Ich glaube, die Wellen verschlingen am Ende Schiffe und Kahn. Und das hat mit ihrem Singen die Lorelei. Getan. The competition seemed to be neck and neck between Mr. Austin, Mr. Beauregard, Miss Yezhikova, and Mr. Stockdale, when the seventh and last finalist, Leonidas Jefferson Bell of Walksahatchee, brought down the house to thunderous applause and a standing ovation with a poem of his own composition, Ode to Cows. Cows are neat, cows are fun, they taste great cooked on a bun. They give milk and they give steak. The first is voluntary, the last we take. We eat them with veggies, we eat them with cheese. After we kill them, we stick them in a deep freeze. How now, the brown cow? A nice juicy T-bone, or maybe roast beef, or perhaps a filet mignon. Round roast, rump roast, tenderloin strip, porterhouse sirloin, cube steak rib, flat iron ribeye, skirt loin plank, brisket short loin plate, chuck or shank. And then go have a hot dog with the parts they had left over. It's amazing when you stop and think why these all came from clover. When all is done and all is said, we all like meat from a cow that is dead. That was brilliant. Indeed, you have captured the true heart of Texas culture and of culture across the globe. I think we're all agreed that there's no doubt who the winner is today. Mr. Bell came forward and knelt to receive the bestowal of a white Stetson hat with a laurel wreath in place of the usual leather band flanking a single white silver star, as well as a solid gold bolo in the shape of the head of a longhorn steer for ceremonial occasions. The second place winner, Mr. Austin, received a grey Stetson with mockingbird feathers flanking a silver armadillo in the front, as well as a ceremonial solid silver longhorn steer bolo. And after some discussion, third place was awarded to Mr. Stockdale, who received a black Stetson with blue jay feathers around a blue enamel 
and silver blue bonnet sprig, and a ceremonial solid bronze longhorn steer bolo. The other participants, not to be disqualified, Mr. Beauregard and Miss Yezhikova, were each awarded a Taco Bell gift card for $25 and a refillable 7-Eleven coffee mug, while Mr. Ferguson and Mr. Van Zant were allowed to slink from the premises by the back door. The closing remarks were given by Mrs. Culberson, who was the only judge not overcome with the vapours, be it from the grandeur of the event or as a result of the chilly. It is my honour to bring this exalted event to a close. I am reminded of the words of Dame Mary Douglas, who pointed out that the dietary rules of Leviticus draw a sharp distinction between those things that pertain to man and those that pertain to the divine. Human culture often crowds close to that boundary, as we are reminded today, whether from the divine, purifying flame of Mr. Park's championship chili or the super-mundane grandeur of Mr. Bell's poetic gifts. And so, I wish all of you well, and hope to see you next year. I think she means to say, Ite misa es. Now, now, none of that. Y'all can leave now, here. <laughs> <laughs> and with this charming bit of levity, the first, and we may all hope far from last, Texas World Cultural Festival and Poetry Recitation Competition drew to its close. This is Damien Grammatical for Radio Highbrow. This report was made possible through the financial assistance of the Journal of Second Language Phonology Acquisition Studies.